Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here bringing you the Week 5 Preview Part 2. This is the AFC Home Games. Uh, if you didn't listen to Part 1, make sure to go check that out. That is the NFC Home Games there, so if you notice your team is missing, it's probably going to be in the last episode. Uh, yeah, it's definitely in the last episode, not probably, but let's just jump into it, right? I don't want to waste any of your time. Let's just start with the first game that we have. This is the uh, the early window on Sunday. We have the New England Patriots versus the Houston Texans. Luckily, no injury news to report here, at least no fantasy-relevant ones. Uh, so we can just jump into who you start and who you sit in. I almost want to start Mac Jones, uh, but I'm not going to. I think he's going to have a great game against Houston. But I kind of see him as a Baker Mayfield type of uh, fantasy player where he, great quarterback great NFL quarterback he does what he needs to do to get the win but it just doesn't he just doesn't score fantasy points they don't correlate so yeah Mac Jones it, it's just gonna be a pass for me uh, I'm sorry Mac but you know maybe this is the week where where you change my mind where you score 20 plus fantasy points and then I can say start Mac Jones but uh yeah we'll, we'll see uh Damian Harris is a must start uh, just because, I mean, starting running back against the Houston defense, that's a no-brainer. I mean, really any running back in the NFL against the Texans defense who give, give up 137 rushing yards per game is a start. I mean, I don't care if it's the Jets running backs or, or anything. Like, if you're playing Houston, you're, you're starting your running backs. Uh, and you're starting your wide receivers. Jacoby Myers. Big time start. Absolutely. He's going to have another great week. Uh, he's only rostered in 75% of leagues. So just in case, maybe double check. I mean, he is a big value. Maybe people are just overlooking him because he's a Patriot and not a popular name. But he should really be owned in, in almost 100% of leagues because he's the 29th best wide receiver for this season. Um, he's averaging over 12 points per game. He got targeted 14 times in week three, 12 times in week four. Targeted 16 times in two games. That's not math. 26 times in two games. There you go. That's even crazier. Uh, you're starting him. You're starting Nelson Aguilar as well, uh, just because he has that upside, but I do have him uh, lower than Jacoby Myers. Both flex players, Aguilar on the lower end, Myers on the higher end. There are players like Kendrick Bourne who is on the fence, uh, I would put Bourne as more of a desperation flex option. Uh, tight end, no. Uh, well, I don't know. The The issue that I have with the Patriots tight ends is you don't know which one is going to go off. So Hunter Henry, uh, 13 points last week. John, John Smith, 10 points last week. That was the first week where they both had uh, good fantasy weeks. But uh, I'm going to wait to start both of them uh, until... I can see that either Mac Jones can uh, supply two fantasy-relevant tight ends each week or one emerges uh, as the uh, number one over the other. So I don't see either of those really happening anytime soon, so they are staying on my bench. Moving on to the Houston Texans. Hey, who you starting? Who you sitting? Well, there's only one man, and he's a... Flex option, nah, wide receiver three option. Brandon Cooks, uh, first 
I mean, last week, 9.7 points. That's the worst week that he's had by far, actually. Closest one was uh, 18.2 points. So, yeah, Brandon Cooks. I mean, that's it. There's 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 nobody else that I want to start. I'm not starting David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. Now starting Deshaun Watson. Not starting Jordan Akins. Um, yeah, nobody. So should be pretty easy for the Patriots. Could be another uh, could be another blowout. So next match: Tennessee Titans versus Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of injuries to talk about here. Uh, the the two big ones for the Titans: Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Jones did not practice on Wednesday. AJ Brown was limited in practice on Wednesday, making both of these guys questionable for Week Five against the Jaguars. So, uh, I guess just because of their limitations in practice, a little more confident on AJ Brown. If AJ Brown plays, you are starting him uh, again. This is the early window. I talked about this last episode, so luckily uh, you'll know nine minutes before game time if they are going to play or not. If AJ Brown does play. If Julio Jones does play, you're starting both of them. Um, no other replacement wide receivers, if anybody, in any situation. No, uh, If it's not A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, it's not nothing. Don't start any of those guys. Derrick Henry, big start. There is a good question about Jeremy McNichols, uh, especially if A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are out because Jeremy McNichols has been hev- he's been heavily involved in the receiving game. I mean, last week, he only had one carry for 11 yards, but he had eight receptions for 74 yards. I think he's rosterable for sure. I want to see more consistency out of him or another great week out of him before I feel confident starting him. He could have that week. Because he's playing Jacksonville. But if you look ahead, after Jacksonville, they play Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, and then LA Rams. It's a tougher matchup. So we'll, we'll see what McNichols can do. He's definitely rosterable, but not startable yet. Ryan Tannehill, uh, yeah, start worthy. Maybe this is his uh, bounce back week. Hopefully, please. My God. Uh, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we got DJ Chark placed on the IR. Uh, with potential season-ending ankle surgery or ankle injury. Uh, he's going to need surgery that will make him out for the rest of the season. Um, so who you starting, who you sitting for Jacksonville? Well, not Trevor Lawrence yet. Uh, he's, he's been looking all right. I, I liked his, I actually really liked his perform, performance against Cincinnati last week, um, but I'm not starting him just yet. Running backs are starting James Robinson because he's the clear number one, and he's finally in form. Uh, Weeks three and four scored more than 20 points in each of them. Uh, So that's good. When it comes to wide receivers, it's Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault. I think both of them are going to have very good games, Uh, LaVisca Chenault especially, and I will talk about him later on in this episode in my yeas and nays. No tight ends to talk about, even though Dan Arnold is somebody to keep an eye on because he's being more involved in this offense after the, uh, the trade. Carolina Panthers trade. So, which is an interesting trade, by the way. I'm not going to get into that too much, but they traded Dan Arnold for CJ Henderson, the cornerback, who was a first round draft pick only like two years ago. So, weird. Good for Carolina, I think, but weird uh, move for Jacksonville. They do need a tight end. So, anyway, uh, yeah, moving on to the next game. Green Bay Packers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about the Packers injury news. Aaron Jones was limited in practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury. Uh, 
yeah, his his involvement was very concerning last week. Uh, they kind of took him out of the game after a fumble. So, yeah, a, a little uh, a little disappointing there. Only, I mean, he had 15 carries, 48 rushing yards. But A.J. Dillon was very impressive, 15 carries, 81 yards, very similar to Aaron Jones. I think A.J. Dillon's uh, uh, definitely got to pick up, especially the, given the fact that Aaron Jones is dealing with an injury. So pick up A.J. Dillon if you haven't done that already, uh, just because if Aaron Jones is out, Dillon should have a just a heyday against Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati, great offense, not a great defense. So although I'll give them their, their D line's pretty solid, but I think AJ, AJ Dillon, uh, if Aaron Jones is out is still going to have a very productive game. Uh, if Aaron Jones does play, you are starting Aaron Jones and I would hold off on AJ Dillon for another week. Um, yeah, uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode I talked about, Saturday we are uploading, every Saturday we upload the uh, injury updates. So all these players that I'll be talking about, I will be uh, bringing up again on Saturday with more information uh, and better advice once once you know the severity of the injuries and the involvement in the later half of the week uh, during practice. So I uh, definitely look forward to that. We'll be talking about Aaron Jones thoroughly as well as A.J. Dillon. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Tunyon if you have to, although Tunyon has has not had a great season so far, 29th best tight end. You know what? Don't do Tunyon. Pick up Dawson Knox. So still owned in less than 50% of fantasy leagues. Pick him up. Start Dawson Knox instead. You're going to be much happier. Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about him. Him, them. Uh, T. Higgins. Questionable with a shoulder injury after a limited practice on Wednesday. It was very good that he's limited. This is first practice back after uh, being declared out last week with that shoulder injury. Joe Mixon, uh, on the other hand, did not practice with an ankle injury. He's listed as day-to-day. So again, Saturday is going to be very important uh, for the Bengals because T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, we're going to see uh, their involvement in practice. And... Uh, yeah, I, I would say just based on just instinct and I guess past uh, experiences, I would say T. Higgins has a pretty solid chance of playing this week. Uh, a limited practice in Wednesday is, brings me some confidence. Uh, but yeah, it, who you starting, who you sitting? Um, Joe Burrow could have a decent week. He's a fine streaming option. I don't expect him to get more than 25 points and no less than 17. So if that's what you're looking for, Burrow's your option. Uh, but there are players like Darnold, um, Heineke, Daniel Jones that I like better, uh, than Burrow running backs. Again, Joe Mixon. Um, I know right now in, in most leagues, he's, they made his projected points zero. Um, he's got a, a low grade ankle sprain. Um, he was first, uh, noted as week to week, and then they changed it to day to day, uh, according to Adam Schefter. So yeah, we'll see. I, I would lean more towards Mixon not playing, which means Samaj P Ryan, the backup running back will get the start. Uh, and he's just opportunity based. He's not talent-based. He's opportunity-based. He should have a fine week against Green Bay if he does start. I have him as a flex option, but he does have potential to score uh, more than that. So you just got to be realistic, though. Flex option for P-Run if 
Joe Mixon is out. Uh, wide receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, the big three. You're starting all of them because they all uh, have super high upside, and uh, it's a decent matchup against Green Bay. So Jair Alexander can only cover one of them, uh, and that's if Alexander even plays. So, yep, starting all of them. Um, if Higgins is out, it's just more value to Chase and Boyd, Chase especially, but yeah. No matter what, you're starting all of those guys if they are uh, declared active. Moving on to the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. A couple of Broncos injuries to talk about. Teddy Bridgewater, questionable with a concussion. I don't know if this is too fantasy relevant, uh, but he is questionable for this game against Pittsburgh, which is a tough matchup already. Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback if Bridgewater is out. Uh, And that does not bring a whole lot of confidence to him. Uh, When it comes to running backs, Melvin Gordon didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, He's dealing with a lower leg issue. I think they described it as a contusion. I don't know. It's a lower leg issue. Uh, Yeah, so he is actually questionable. I would lean more towards doubtful. Uh, But we'll see the progress that he makes later in this week. We'll let you know on Saturday for the injury update. But the only thing that that really means for fantasy is that I think Javante Williams just has a a big boost in, uh, I guess, in value. Uh, Even if Melvin Gordon does play, Gordon is dealing with this injury, an injury that I don't think is going to fully heal in the next couple of days. So Williams might get more snaps than Gordon this week. Kind of crossing my fingers for that because Williams looked awesome last week. I mean, he won the angry runs. Good morning, football. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he carried he carried a, a Ravens corner like 14 yards. I mean, how did he do that? Anyway, super awesome highlight to watch. Go watch that if you haven't. But he's playing Pittsburgh, another tough defense. But Ravens last week was tough, and Javante Williams did all right. So, uh, Williams is a big start for me. Melvin Gordon also start if he does play when it comes to the receivers. I'm only starting Cortland Sutton this week, and I'm not confident about it because of Drew Locke. Even if Bridgewater, uh, does play again, my confidence is not too high just because of recent performances. He's not been that impressive Cortland Sutton. Um, so Pittsburgh Steelers, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith, Schuster, both limited uh in wednesday's practice they are both questionable for this upcoming game against denver you're not starting big ben my god don't start big ben if you have big ben on your roster you can drop him pick up a better quarterback uh running backs Najee harris big start obviously workhorse back very good very good running back he's been looking awesome uh wide receivers deontay johnson is obviously a start because he gets targeted the He's had 10 targets as his lowest target for the week. 10 targets was his lowest target that he's had in in a single game this season. That's crazy. So you're starting Deontay Johnson, uh, and I would put Schuster and Claypool both as low-end flexes because of their injury and because of the matchup and the fact that Big Ben is still the quarterback. The issue is their backup is Dwayne Haskins, so... Yikes, you're stuck with uh, an injured Big Ben once again. Uh, Hey, good rhymes. Anyway, let's move on to the afternoon games. Uh, Oh, actually, I I always forget about the tight ends, so I'm trying to think there. Denver Broncos, no fan, you're starting. That's it for tight ends. Um, Chicago Bears versus Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, This is an afternoon game, so it's the later window. 
David Montgomery is the biggest news for the Chicago Bears. He's going to be out for roughly four to five weeks. Uh, that means that Damian Williams is the number one running back, and he doesn't have a lot of competition. It's really just Khalil Herbert, and that's it. Um, hopefully you listen to the uh, the top the waiver signing episode, the recap episode, and uh, watched our social media posts like uh, – you know, check out Instagram at barely underscore athletic TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic where I talk about Damian Williams. Make sure to go check that out. Uh, and hopefully you sign him to your team because now he is, uh, he was by far the, the biggest, uh, waiver target. So he's going to be the lead back for about four to five weeks until Montgomery comes back. Uh, and we saw last game against Detroit that he can score some solid fantasy points. 15 last week to be exact. um, it's funny, it, I, when it comes to quarterbacks, Matt Nagy had a change of heart. Justin Fields will most likely be starting. Uh, actually, he will be starting this game because Matt Nagy said on Wednesday that Justin Fields will be the Bears' starting quarterback moving forward, even if Andy Dalton is, uh, is cleared with injury. So now it's Justin Fields' position to lose. Uh, you're not starting him yet, but he could be rosterable if you have an open spot. Uh, again, I really like his potential, but he's made some mistakes like rookies do. And, you know, there, there's some uh, there's going to be some bumps and bruises, but I think he's got super high potential uh, receivers. Allen Robinson, because he's Allen Robinson and maybe he finally has his quarterback that he's been just dreaming of uh, since. Uh, since the Jaguars drafted Blake Bortles. Uh, Darnell Mooney, he is questionable uh, with an injury, but he was limited in Wednesday's practice, which is a good sign, and this is the same injury that uh, he was dealing with last week, and he ended up playing. Not only that, he ended up getting 125 receiving yards, seven targets, five receptions with Justin Fields. This is, this is the combo that I've been obsessing about before the season even started, I, I, I'm like I was like Michael Burry. I was a little bit early, but now that it's happening, I'm just like heck yeah! I was right. It feels good, uh, and hopefully they don't embarrass me and continue uh, this hot streak because this is awesome. Uh, so yeah, Mooney, I, I would say you're starting him as a flex option just because his, his inconsistency uh, is still a problem, but. Another good week out of Mooney, and he is finally going to be a starter week in and week out. Let's talk about the Raiders. You are starting Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is, is good, apparently. Uh, I know that we like to make fun of him a lot, but yeah, a, a tough matchup last week against the Chargers, but he has that upside score 24, 25 points uh, that he's averaging. Um, Josh Jacobs, he is uh, questionable again this week. He was limited in practice uh, last Wednesday, which is a good sign for Josh Jacobs' owners because he is going, to me, this means he's going to play. Right, he played last week when he, I, I don't think he practiced at all that entire week leading up to it, uh, but I, he might have on Friday. I don't remember. I'll have to go listen, uh, re-listen to the, the injury update. Uh, that came out last Saturday, but Josh Jacobs did end up playing, and now he's limited uh, this week on Wednesday, which is a very good sign. So Jacobs will play. Uh, Peyton Barber, 
you can drop him. He's dealing with turf toe. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. Kenyon Drake has just underperformed even with the absence of Josh Jacobs. I tried to give him a chance. He's just not performing well. You can almost drop Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake now. Jacobs is is, uh, is back. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt anymore, but he is going to be the workhorse back moving forward. And he should have a decent week against the Chicago Bears. When it comes to the receivers for the Raiders, uh, there's a couple of them. Right? Henry Ruggs. I mean, how many times a game are they going to try to throw a 60-yard bomb to Ruggs? Uh, that's what we call a barely athletic, the Ruggs special, just because, you know, you get Ruggs and Madden and you just throw it deep to him every time and it works. So uh, they're going to try the Ruggs special a couple times each game and he has that opportunity to get that, you know, f- two receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so I have him in that flex position because he has opportunity, doesn't get a lot of targets, doesn't get too many receptions. Um, but he does have that opportunity. All those targets and receptions are going to Hunter Renfro, who should be a very good start for this week. Hasn't scored less than 10 points this entire season. You're starting him week five against Chicago. There is Brian Edwards, the other receiver in there, too inconsistent for me to want to start. Uh, Darren Waller, tight end, you're starting him. Boom. Cleveland Browns versus the Los Angeles Chargers to uh, end the afternoon games here for the AFC home teams. Uh, no notable injuries to report, which is very good news. Uh, when it, or I guess no new news. Uh, when it comes to Cleveland, you're not starting Baker Mayfield. Hasn't scored any big fantasy points this entire season. 17 points, which ha- has been his best week. Uh, you're starting Nick Chubb. You're starting Kareem Hunt. There you go. Uh, Chargers do have a good defense, but it doesn't really matter when it comes to uh, to this running back duo. So. You're starting Chubb. You're starting Hunt with confidence. Um, receivers, really just Odell Beckham, um, just because he is the only receiver on this team now. So just because Jarvis Landry's out. Uh, and I don't have any confidence in Peoples-Jones or Schwartz or Higgins. None of that. So Odell Beckham, flex option, nothing higher. No tight ends for the Browns. Let's talk about the Chargers. Justin Herbert, big start. Duh. Austin Eckler, duh, you're starting him. Uh, wide receivers here. Keenan Allen, you're starting. Mike Williams probably went from a wide receiver two to a flex in my book. Uh, he still was targeted four times last week, but one reception, 11 yards. I think it was just one of those rough games for him. Uh, I knew that he wasn't going to keep up with this consistency of 22 points per game, but last week he just kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, but uh, I think he's still talented enough to be in your starting lineup. Uh, tight ends, man, they love their tight ends. Jared Cook, big start rostered in less than 60% of leagues. So if you have a player like Logan Thomas or Rob Gronkowski uh, or Robert Tunyon, you can pick up Jared Cook as a solid backup. There's a good chance he's available in your league. And uh, yeah, 19 points last week, targeted seven times. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, That's it for the tight ends for the Chargers. I know Parham got uh, involved a lot last week, but more consistency out of him and then we will talk. Let's talk about the Sunday night game, the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, no big injury news to report here that is fantasy relevant. 
Buffalo, you are starting Josh Allen. You are starting Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Look at that. It's another uh, another week where I recommend starting both of them, and I will be talking about them later on in my yays. Uh, receivers, you are starting Diggs. You are starting Cole Beasley as a low-end flex. It's a consistency problem, and you are starting uh, Emmanuel Sanders in your flex position, and that's it. Uh, let's talk about tight ends. Dawson Knox. How many times have I talked about him in this episode and in the previous one? This is the tight end to get. He is rostered in only 50% of leagues. Pick him up right now. Uh, yeah, this, this man's crazy. This man's absolutely crazy. Four touchdowns in the last three weeks. His worst week was week one where he scored eight points. Uh, he was targeted eight times last week against Houston. Put up two TDs. He's amazing. I mean, he is very involved in this offense. He is a end zone threat. When they are in, when they're in the red zone, when they're looking for a touchdown, Josh Allen looks to Dawson Knox. He's that big-bodied guy that that they're kind of lacking in in Buffalo. They don't really have that big, big threat, the jump ball kind of guy. Dawson Knox uh, is the closest thing to it. So. Dawson Knox, big start. Chiefs, I mean, you're starting your studs. Nothing new here, right? Pat Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's it. I mean, it's going to be a, a very, very fun game to watch between the Bills and the Chiefs. Hopefully it's very high scoring because that only helps when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah, starting both of them, uh, starting everybody. Start your studs for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's talk about the final game. For this week, Monday Night Football game, Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens, a matchup uh, 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 that I'm just loving. Um, let's talk about the Colts. You're not starting Carson Wentz. Uh, you shouldn't really start him. You should. He should be on a roster, honestly. Uh, you are starting Jonathan Taylor with confidence. You, you can put Hines in as a low-end flex. Uh, the reason why I have him in a flex this week and not just on the bench is because of uh, I, I think that he's going to be involved a lot in the receiving game. It's a very tough defense, the Baltimore Ravens. And, and I think that they're going to do a lot of quick passes. Naeem Hines is a very good receiving back. He should be involved uh, in this game. Wide receivers here. Michael Pittman, and that's it. T.Y. Hilton is still not back, so just Michael Pittman. He's the number one, uh, and there's no doubt about it. Very easy. No tight ends yet. Uh, I know Mo Cox got a touchdown last week. He looked impressive, but no tight ends yet for the uh, to start for the Indianapolis Colts. Now we move on to Baltimore. Some fantasy news is not, I guess, is injury related. Uh, Rashad Bateman. There is a very good chance. Uh, according to Jim Harbaugh, the head coach for the Baltimore Ravens, he has a good chance of making his NFL debut on Monday. Rashad Bateman, the rookie uh, first-round wide receiver out of Minnesota. You don't start him, but this is a player that you just need to keep an eye on. Uh, because if we see him heavily targeted, maybe we see just like a just a overthrown ball that could have led to a, a very big play from Bateman. You know, we we can talk about his uh, his potential after we see what he does on the field. Omar Jackson, you're starting when it comes to running backs. 
To me, it's just a headache uh, that I don't want to deal with. If you need to start one of them, gun to your head, you start Latavius Murray, but uh, not confident in that. I really, honestly, if I'm the Ravens, I'm I'm starting Tyson Williams because he's looked like the best running back. Uh, but as a fantasy owner, I don't want anything to do with this backfield until one uh, ascends above the other. Wide receivers, Marquise Brown, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's fantasy relevant once again. Uh, you're starting him. No Sammy Watkins, no Bateman uh, until, I don't know, Sammy Watkins maybe is a low-end flex. He's been more consistent than I expected this season, but he's going to score you 8 to 10 points. So if you're happy with that, Sammy Watkins, there you go. Bada-bing, bada-boom. And you are starting Mark Andrews. Boom. Uh, Let's move on to the final segment in this episode. That is the yays and nays of the week. This is three players that I really like three players that I am fading on. So first player, first yays, Daniel Jones. I got to say it. I got to say it. Daniel Jones. I got to keep putting him on this list. I got to keep talking about him because he is, I mean, he's been amazing, right? The number six quarterback for this season only owned in 38% of leagues as the sixth best quarterback only owned in 38% of leagues. Come on. Right, he should be owned a, he should be owned in a lot more. Uh do you think Tom Brady should be owned? Yeah, he was the sixth best quarterback last season. I'm not comparing Daniel Jones to Tom Brady. I'm just saying that if he's going to score the same amount of fantasy points as Tom Brady, he should be uh not only on your roster but in your starting lineup, especially going up against the Dallas Cowboys. A terrible 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 secondary so yeah i I start both of them i mean you can look at jalen hurts and sam darnold last two weeks those two quarterbacks had great very great uh performances against the dallas cowboys scoring a lot of fantasy points so yeah daniel jones big start even if sterling shepherd the number one is out Uh, i'm starting him Moving on to the next yay, that is the Wombo Combo of Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I still can't believe that I'm actually telling you to start these guys. Pretty crazy here. Uh, yeah, hey, considering that like Zach Moss was, wasn't even active week one. He was a healthy and active. Uh, but yeah, Moss is averaging like 15 points per game. Um, Kansas City, they've allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in every single game this season. Um, They've also allowed a top 10 fantasy running back in three out of four games this season. So Zach Moss going to get a lot of carries, going to get the red zone work. Devin Singletary going to get a lot of receptions and going to be a kind of change of pace back. I think they both have value Moss over Singletary if you had to pick one, but both should have some decent value just like last week. Crazy two weeks in a row. Anyway, final yay. Uh, of this week, that is LaVisca Chenault. Uh, yeah, with, with DJ Chark out, it's it's going to be LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. Um, yeah, I, I was very, very impressed with LaVisca Chenault's um, involvement last week. I think that uh, we can see more of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that with DJ Chark out, that just leads more opportunity to LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. So uh, to put things 
I guess to LaVisca Chenault, six receptions, 99 receiving yards. Um, Marvin Jones didn't have a great game last week, three receptions, 24 yards, but I still believe that Marvin Jones is the number one. Uh, but I, I think that LaVisca Chenault, just based on his involvement recently, yeah, I, I think that he's going to have a great week against the Tennessee Titans, who just are nothing special at defense. Uh, so let's move on to the nays of the week. Well, uh, first of all, Miles Gaskin. I know it might sound like a cop-out, but it's Miles Gaskin. Playing, uh, playing Tampa. I mean, Gaskin has been god-awful, and I think it has a lot to do with Tua, uh, like I mentioned before. But, I mean, last Sunday, two carries, three yards, no targets. That's my biggest issue. Uh, you drafted Miles Gaskin because he was one of the best receiving backs last season. Didn't get a single target last week. Now he's playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the best rushing defenses, if not the best rushing defense in the league. I don't think so. I'm not playing Miles Gaskin whatsoever. I am, I am out on him. Uh, the next player is Miles Sanders. Now I'm not saying bench Miles Sanders. Uh, well, I would say consider it. Uh, but he. The reason why I have him in the nays is because I don't think he's going to be an RB1. I might not even say he's an RB2. I would put him as a as a flex player and nothing higher just because of the involvement that we've seen uh, from Kenneth Gainwell. I, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell has been looking really impressive. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to see more and more of Gainwell, which is going to be unfortunate. They are also playing, uh, well, it's unfortunate for Sanders owners, uh, but they are also playing the Carolina Panthers, uh, top 10 rushing defense so far this season, only allowing 95 rushing yards per game. So, uh, yeah, expectations low for, um, for, yeah, Miles Sanders. And the final player, I know I told you to start him, but it's, it's start him with low expectations, I guess. Uh, and that is Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr., you can... You might have to start him because of his opportunity, uh, but don't expect too much. This Chargers defense looked uh, very impressive, uh, and they are the fifth best passing defense in the league, only allowing 192 rushing or sorry passing yards per game. And not to mention Cleveland Browns, their game plan is to run, 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 run. That's their entire game plan. So, uh, on a team that doesn't like to throw the ball too much against a tough defense. Yeah, uh, Odell Beckham, yeah, I'm fading out a lot. Low expectations, flex option, if that. Uh, and that is it. That is all I got for this episode. Thank you for listening. Again, follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Give us a follow, comment, like, let us know what you want to see next. If you got any questions, go ahead and uh, send it to us. DM us, comment on a, on a recent post. Uh, and we will respond very, uh, very quickly because this is all we do. We sit around, we look at fantasy football stats, and uh, that's really it. That's our lives. So uh, thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for listening uh, once again, and we will see you next time.